Stephanie, thank you so much for joining me. You can find the Mocha Minutes podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, TuneIn, CastBox, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Find us on any of those platforms or wherever else you catch a podcast. Also still soliciting for ratings and reviews. If you would be so inclined, please leave us some five stars. Leave us some reviews. Would greatly appreciate it. Also, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Mocha Minutes on all three of those platforms. If you want to shoot me an email, give me some feedback. Other than on those three places, you can email me at mochaminutes at gmail.com. Hey guys, before we get into the episode, I just wanted to let you know about something that's a little new here at the Mocha Menace podcast. We are now participating in Buy Me a Coffee. So if you haven't heard, buymeacoffee.com is a place where you can show some um, support and some love monetarily to some of your favorite content creators. That includes me. <laughs> um, so... It's in the increments of either a dollar, three dollars, or five dollars, and you can do as many as you would like. Um, so I just wanted to let you guys know, would love, love, love some support. So if you would go to buymeacoffee.com backslash mocha minutes, I would greatly appreciate it. It will also be in the show notes. Okay, here we go. I pretended I'm glad you went away. These four walls closing more every day. And I'm dying inside. And nobody knows it but me. Like a clown, I put on a show. The pain is real. Even if nobody knows, and I'm crying inside, and nobody knows it but me. Why didn't I say the things I needed to say? How could I let my angel get away? Now my world is just uh, tumbling down. I can say it so clearly, but you're nowhere around. The nights are lonely, the days are so sad. And I just keep thinking about the love that we had. And I'm missing you 
and nobody knows it but me. Hello and welcome to the Mocha Minutes podcast. This is Stephanie. Thank you so much for joining me. That little tidbit that you heard, if you do not know this literal R&B legendary bop, it is Nobody Knows by the Tony Rich Project. Seriously, a bop. Seriously, I stop everything I'm doing if I hear it played anywhere. I'm like, oh, I got to sit here and listen to it. Between him and Kavon Edmonds. Yeah. Mm-mm, I got to stop. So this week, um, still talking to some dads, and there's no way I could have um, guests that are Black fathers without one of the best ones that I know, and that is my brother, Stephen. He is here. Stephen, how are you? I am doing great. How are you? I am wonderful. So you had a big week because somebody graduated because he's a big right. boy. That's Ooh. right. Oh my gosh, he looks so cute in those photos. So, because I, I like that they had a step and repeat from of Mickey Mouse. I said, well, okay, we got to come on, step and repeat. Come on, step and repeat. Well, side note, that is the teacher's favorite character. Oh, she's a Mickey Mouse fan. Yes, she is. Oh, Lord. I probably would get along because I'm a Winnie the Pooh fan. And yeah, they got. Winnie the Pooh got added to the Disney family, even though I don't think that's how he started out, but he got added and I'm happy for that because that means I can find cute stuff at the now closed Disney store. You remember the Disney store? Yeah. Uh, it's, well, actually went there one time just to see if Christopher would like something from there. And uh, he didn't. He didn't like it. Nah, I tried to get a baby Yoda, but they wanted too much for it. I wasn't paying fifty nine ninety nine for that. So. <laughs> I want a, I want a baby. I want the child too. I want the child. Um, yeah, because I'm like, I, I think I'm not going crazy. D- Disney stores are the Disney actual Disney store. Disney store. It's closed. I'm not going crazy, am I? No. Um, uh, the one out here in well, where I live mm-hmm. in White Marsh, and not White Marsh, uh, Owens Mills. Mm-hmm. Um, closed and the one in White Marsh, that's what got me tripped up, is closing, correct? Yeah, yeah, because I think okay. it's now like, mind you, I had to Google it because I'm like, am I making this up? Um, yeah, because it looks like this is from March 2021. Um, and they had the liquidation list. It was like, oh, good lord, it was just like, okay, it's like, uh, um. So apparently the liquidation of the Disney, the standalone Disney stores, apparently the closings won't affect more than 600 Disney park stores and other locations, including like the Disney shops inside the Target stores. So they, they're, they're, gutter, they're, they're gutting the Disney stores. But if you go to the parks, of course, it's like there's no way they can close the Disney stores at the park. It's at the park. It's like there's no yeah. way like you can do that. It's like uh, you would still sell stuff like what yeah um i thought that was a big cash grab anyway i mean child, you better find some of that stuff on sale because my god yeah because i think they were catching that boom of the new kids looking at you know moana frozen and yeah. the new characters and then they just saw oh who's this cute character who is Cause they, cause, uh, so did the one in yours near Owens Mill? Did it have like a vintage section? Because I feel like our the one in White Marsh did, where it had like old school 
Mickey and Minnie and Donald and some of the older Winnie, you know how Winnie the Pooh looked like in the book before yeah, yeah. they got Disney? Because it's like, I feel yeah. like, I don't know if it's called the vintage section or the classic section. I don't know. Yeah, I was about to say, change the vintage to classic, and yeah, that's what you have. Yeah, because I thought it had one where it's like, but man, because I'm trying to think, the last time I went to the Disney store, because it had been years, I think the big thing was Toy Story and Lilo and Stitch. I can believe it. Yeah, so it's like, it has been a while, but also I don't really go to White Marsh Ball, but also um, I don't go to the Disney store like that, so yeah. Yep. Um, I'm sorry. I don't know how we got here, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Disney store. So I'm so glad to have you back. Let us just dive right on in. We're going to have some fun. So first, let me give out some roses. Um, so here on the shows, like we give people their flowers while they're still here. Because believe me, the flowers are beautiful at the fume. Um, they're always gorgeous. They always smell fantastic. But we want to show especially our people, that we appreciate them while they're here. It's like, I'm a big convert to giving people their flowers while they're here. And, right. you, and folks, the, folks, the person you hear in the background is my nephew. Because, excuse me, I'm on his time, apparently. And I'm so sorry that I am messing up his schedule. Yeah, but <laughs> it, come, it comes to the duties with a dad. <laughs> so... That is a great segue to the roses because I wanted to give my roses to you. Um, you, I'm not being facetious when I say you're one of the best fathers that I know. You're a very um, hands-on dad and you're a very involved parent. And that is refreshing to see. You had a big week this week. Your son graduated. He's going to, is this now first grade? Yes. Yeah, he's he going just to first gradua- Yeah, he just graduated to, well, kindergarten to first grade, but I don't know how that works if the kindergarten's in the same school, I guess. I mean, I think it should work the same way because I've seen it because there's a lot of, I mean, there's K through five and K through 12 schools. So that makes sense because it's like if you were at K through 12 school, you graduate from kindergarten, then fifth grade, then eighth grade, then got, and it'll be all in the same building. So that's probably how that works. Yeah. Uh, that's I just an it, assumption. That's no fact. <laughs> yeah. And not just his graduation he had a i call it a big uh, surgery other people might look at it oh he's all right uh he had dental surgery uh actually the friday before his graduation he did yes he did he's a big boy he he was like let me tell you something steven gave updates it was like cnn with these updates yes when he got up like he's up we're here we're in, he's out, he's up, we're gone. I was like, oh, okay. I'm like, hey, I never had to wonder what happened. But that just is a testament of you as a father. Yes, because, you know, it, it, it it's a thankless job. So you just have to uh, take each new challenge with it and roll with it. Yeah. Yeah. So I am proud of you because I think you. you see men who are not involved with their children's lives. Like, I don't know if you saw this where it was this guy who did like this graduation photo shoot because he was done paying child support. But then you find out that he only paid $125,000 child support a month. You did all of this 
and you pay $125 a month. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh, so we're doing that now? Is this what we're doing? It was just like, and they're like, oh, it's just a joke. I'm like, see, you look like the clown because you're literally talking about $125. There are people whose cell phone bill is more than that. A lot of people's car notes are more than that. Health insurance, car insurance is more for what you pay that you are legally responsible for for take for paying for your child. Also, I day I think daycare a week is more than $125. So what are you talking, sir? That's right. That's what <laughs> well, not now, not now, but right. He's a lot older. But a, yeah, in the beginning, yeah. Right. That's all sitting here like, do you know how much a- or aftercare? I'm like, but you want to be celebrated for paying like 60 something every pay i know one half of 125 y'all i can't do no math yeah well yeah but also we have to i have to play devil's advocate because sometimes it's not just the man that gets put on child support sometimes the women yeah play play that role of i'm gonna get the most out of him and i don't want to talk to him and they don't want to work it out so it's it's actually the adults I can't. I can't say. I can't put it on one hundred percent on women, one hundred percent on men. It's adults because you have. I thought to. you were talking about women being put on child support. I'm like, oh yeah, I know some women who pay child support. No, no, no. I'm just. I'm just saying that you know some men have. Let's just say they don't think with the top brain. They think with the bottom brain with some women, and I'll just leave it as that. Okay. But, yeah, because that's the thing. When I was talking to Scar last week, he was just like, he's very involved in his um daughter's life. He's like, I was never put on child support. But, and it was and just they, like, he was like, I because one, there was no need for me to be on child support because I was exa- in her life. It didn't matter. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, if you two come to the real, it's, it's like I said, it's up to the two grown adults who had this kid mm-hmm. how that how that's gonna work out. Right. Sometimes like, it can be beautiful. Sometimes it doesn't. Right. Because that's the thing. It's like when we think about these things, especially because one, it definitely is an in-house conversation about with our, within our community where I have literally backed away from speaking in absolutes, but I also listen to women who talk about this. I listen to men who talk about it. And it's like you'll see women, at least the women that I know who talk about it, they try not to speak in absolutes. And even when they do, it's like someone jumping down their throat. However, I've been in clubhouse rooms, on Twitter, on TikTok, of dudes speaking in absolutes. I'm like, so what do you, like, y'all just put him on? I'm like, that's probably not what happened. But go off, Chris. Go off. It's like, that's, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, it's a case by case basis. Especially when like, I'm going to be there and then you stop being there. And it's like, it's, it's interesting that, the, for the person that is um, legally put on child support, and it's also based on your income. So there's yes. that. And so to watch them just, it's like, it's, I think it's kind of insulting to the custodial parent because it's it like, is. you can literally check out of being the parent. I cannot. I am still here. You go like, exactly. oh, well. It was, and that's the part that sucks. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, because how, it, how I'm, I, I'm speaking for myself that I don't know how you could create this little person who always thinks you're the best thing since sliced bread and leave them and just say, Oh, okay, whatever. Turn the page. Here's my money. And I don't want to see them anymore. That's right. Visit. 
that I think to me that would scar a kid because why won't you want to see me just right. because you hate my mother? That I mean that's and that's just how I think about it. I mean that's I mean I don't think that's totally right either, but that's just the way I think about yeah, it. Yeah, because that's what happened when we talked about the man who um dumped eighty thousand pennies on his ex-wife's lawn and his daughter is the one who's talking about it. She was like he like he did all of this and like I don't like she's like I hadn't seen him in years. And you I'm like you rented a trailer, got went to the bank to go get eighty thousand pennies and you pay eight hundred dollars a month. You did all this for your last payment of eight hundred dollars. I don't know if this was both children or just the one daughter, but that's the thing. Your daughter's old enough. If if she's eighteen, that means she's old enough to see like, wow, my father really is a piece of shit. That is not his her mother telling you that. She can see it clear as day. She's like, what the? Because the mother yeah. was like, who is that? She didn't even know it was him, and it was just like. What is wrong with you? Because this is not like a three-year-old when you're doing this. And even if the baby was three, it's like, what the fuck are you doing this for? It's like, that is the most petty thing. It's like, if you were like, it's been contentious the whole time, child, get you a mom to deliver that check to her house. Like, what the hell? Get a singing telegram. But to do all that is like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, that doesn't make you look good. It makes you look bad. And the bad part about it is you don't even have a relationship with your daughter. And now it's like, she don't want one now. Exactly. And then like, I, that goes off to piggyback what I said earlier. It's about the two adults. Correct. Talking. Y'all got to be adults on this. But yeah. And it's like, you don't see, that's another thing. You don't have to be buddy, buddy, or, but you got to have that, that, not line crossed there. Yeah. Don't bring the kid into it. Like, uh, you know, a guy cheated on a girl, a girl keeps cheating on a guy. Uh, he, other than beating the girl, there's nothing you really can't work out. Yeah. Because that, you know? that's the thing. Because I've seen it where, yeah, and these are just conversations. I don't know how we got here, but we're here. Um, I've seen <laughs> conversations where men, like, someone was like physically abusive to the mother. And the mother wouldn't let them see the child. They're like, that's so wrong. I'm like, she doesn't know if he would hit her, hit the child. See, that's the thing. Correct. You hitting me, I'm like, I can cover that up. I can't cover up you beating on my child. It's like, yeah, I don't know. You have an anger problem if you hitting on me. So it's like, no, I'm not going to leave you alone with my kid. No, you can't be unless it is supervised. And even then it's like, who's coming to supervise you? Because that's a lot. It's like, yeah, I don't think I could, if my ex is violent and physically violent i would not leave him with my child because you would just like yeah mind you i've had a friend that has happened to and it's like that is just a pain you don't even want to see because you're just like how could i leave my child alone with this person exactly and you're always thinking about what are they doing even like if he has two hours that that's a, probably the longest two hours of your, of your whole your life. life it's like a- like you got to check your child as soon as he comes home Look your shirt up. Let me see. What's that? Right. Okay, you didn't leave here with that bruise. Let me figure out what's going on. What's that mark? Why you got a red mark right there? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and that's too much. It is, but like I was like I like I was saying that you have to be an adult, Mm -hmm. and a lot of people don't understand. Oh well, you got to be this and that. No, it's about something you didn't do with. The two of you is communication. 
it about your child and leave it as that. If they got a new person, so what? That's over with. Some people are like, they think they planted that flag in you and then that's it, that's it, that's it. Ah, that You can't date nobody. That's, no. That's, that's super true. weird because then it's like for women who have multiple children, they're damaged goods. But men who have multiple children are not. I was like, wait a minute, hold up. Wait a minute, hold up. He's a fertile yeah. mother. We're not saying that. No, it's different. No, no actually, it's, it's like, yeah. what? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't get that. That it's like, I mean, and it's, it's, like, no. and it's not young kids. It's not no. well, well, no. it's like older kids. I talk to older kids. Well, older kids. I'm sorry, older people. Mm-hmm. I knew this one guy. He was married, but then mm-hmm. he had a mistress. And then, other than no, he had a girl, a long time girlfriend. He was just getting out of high school. She was pregnant. He had another girl pregnant. Other than facing both of them, guess where he went? Over to, he went to the war. Didn't deal, didn't, didn't deal with it. Didn't deal with it. Told him in a letter. Child. Oh you know, and I was just like. And if you're saying the war, that means that person is a little bit older. So there goes y'all theory about y'all granddaddies. Uh, granddaddy, exactly. your daddy's era. I'm like, you have no idea the kind of stuff. Every time I think about it, I'm like, I always tell people about Terrell Owens. I'm like, you do realize his daddy lived across the street and he didn't know that was his daddy. Mm-hmm. It was just like, wait, what? I'm like, how, Terrell Owens is like 40 something years old at this point in Texas. Yeah. His daddy lived across the street. I'm like, y'all, please stop thinking that this whole thing is new. Oh, baby, it's not. And I bet you, you know, at least one older black woman who got a hammer story. Pretty much. And it's like, and, and, and it's and it's scary. Why? And, and, oh, I always tell people don't look at like with you know, abandoned child, adopted children, you never understand their pain because you always felt wanted. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it, it, it's tough. In, in, in a grand scheme of things, it's, it's tough to be a dad. Yeah. <laughs> let, let's just say that. It's yeah. Tough. Say that. So funny. Yeah. Let's just say that. Yeah. Okay. So let's play. Am I the asshole? Some of these have been like really interesting. Maybe think. So, uh-huh. Am I the asshole for donating away the money my mother gave towards my wedding fund and then blocking her? (laughs) My mother and I have a recurring conflict where she does not respect my wishes to not receive any money from her. Excuse me. As a little bit of a background, I have always tried to be independent of my parents. This is a core part of my identity since several people in my family are extremely spoiled and still live off their parents well into their adult lives. I have hoped to be the independent to ensure I can develop my own person. My mother doesn't understand this philosophy and chooses to ignore my wishes on a regular basis. She sends me checks or electronic transfers every few months, but I always send back the, the send back the moment I receive them and reiterate that I do not want her money in general. We actually have a great relationship, but this has always been a recurring conflict between us. Over the last year, she found a loophole where she's been sending my girlfriend, now fiance, extravagant gifts instead of addressing them to me. Her justification is that it's not addressed for me, so I don't have a say. For the last year, I have been begrudgingly being put up with, I have begrudgingly been putting up with the system, but I'm extremely mad about her recent affront. 
My fiance and I agreed to pay for our own wedding independent of both our parents since we are both of working age and have good jobs. We were planning to split the wedding expenses proportional to our income so I would be paying the lion's share. Last night, I was speaking with my mother about the wedding plans and mentioned how my fiance and I would likely opt for a smaller venue to save money. When she heard this, she balked and said that we should have as large a wedding as we want and then secretly sent my fiance a check the next day that would cover my fiance's share of the wedding. I found out about the check this morning when my fiance texted me about it. My fiance mentioned my mother asked to keep it a secret from me. I feel like this is an insult to the independence I've been striving for. I don't feel right to tear up a check addressed to my fiance, but also don't do not want to take my mother's money. The only way I felt was fair was to donate the equivalent amount of my money to charity to balance out the money we're receiving. I sent a screenshot of my donation to my mother and told her I cannot have her in my life since she refuses to respect my autonomy and then blocked her. My girlfriend thinks I'm overreacting as my mother is just trying to help, but I'm torn since she repeatedly refuses to accept my wishes to remain financially independent. So Reddit, am I the asshole for cutting my mother out of my life and donating the money she intended for a wedding down payment to charity? Oh, that's a lot, but no. <laughs> I, I say that, okay, I say no with an asterisk there. I understand what they're trying to do, but this is not, she's not doing that for, so you can live off of them. She actually wants to help, but I see that psychologically she thinks that's, trying to piggyback off of something. Yeah, because I'm sitting here like, what? So before I answer, apparently there are a lot of comments. Okay, so because, you know, on Reddit, you people can respond back. So person asked, you cut your mother out of your life because she keeps sending you gifts. And the, per- the poster said, it sounds bad when you put it that way. But yes, I'm extremely proud of the money I have managed to earn and save. The amount she's been gifting, the amount she's been gifting amounts to months, if not years of income for me, which I feel is really belittling everything I've been hoping to achieve on my own. So another person asked, question, why is accepting her money so distasteful? Does it come with a catch? Is it just pride? Have you discussed with her why she's so motivated to disrespect your wishes? I'm confused because both the rejection of and the forcing of money seems very odd, given that you otherwise have a very healthy relationship. I just realistically would not have to work if I accepted their money in totality. I feel several. Wait a minute. Hold on. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Cause I, okay. I feel several people in my family have taken that route and I feel they live very sad lives with no careers or aspirations. I want to be independent, but since I'm the one in the family with goals and aspirations, they feel it's even more appropriate to funnel money to me. I want to continue to work towards building my own wealth without just relying on my parents like the others in my family. Okay, this is getting interesting. Okay, more questions. (coughs) Thank you. Um, thank you for your comment. To be clear, I donated my own money, which worked a job, which worked a job to earn, not my mother's gift. That gift is going to my fiance. So they asked, so what was the point? He has attempted to send gifts and money several times this month. She refused to take no for an answer. This time, I felt she crossed the boundary by asking my fiance to lie to me and sending the ch- and sending the check behind my back. 
Okay. I wanted to ensure she understood that I had set a boundary and was willing to and willing to enforce it. Yeah. Okay. I've never heard of someone so prideful. You don't have to use the money. Just make a saving separate from your own money and pay it forward. I like that you donated it, but I feel like it was an easier option to just burn it. You, I'm sorry. I feel like you donated, but I feel that it, it, if it was an easier option to just burn it, you would have. I regularly donate to St. Jude. This was just an extra large donation. Um, I can understand your point of view. Are you in therapy for your aversion to generosity? To be honest, no. I don't want to get ahead in life just off my parents' money. I feel that would just drain me of my energy. I I worked several jobs in college to build up my savings, and I would have chosen to take that route if I always knew I could just ask mom and dad for an allowance. I am proud of the work I have put in to make my own path. Okay, so, all right. Yeah, that's the ultimate. So, that's the ultimate. I want to make it on my own scheme type of thing. Correct, and I think it's like it's interesting that you're saying, "Am I the asshole for donating money to a charity?" No, you're not an asshole. But there's something that you're not saying because there's a reason why you're like, "I am hell bent on having this boundary." So that's the thing about boundaries, right? It's like mm-hmm. when you set up a boundary for yourself. People act like children in playpens. They're going to push against it. They're like, oh, you're not really that serious. I'm like, no, I actually am. And I told you to stop. So the fact that she was like, she's looking for loopholes um, to go around giving you things, which is super weird. Because now I'm like, what? So now I'm like, what does your man, what is your, why does your, why does your family have money? And what did they do? What what is your family money? Because now I have questions. Because I'm like, well, is it the way they earn money, or just like I don't want any money from y'all because I know we got where you got the money from. Um, Correct. So I'm just sitting here. I want to know the the whole. I want to know how much money, mm-hmm. and and I want to know because it's natural for parents to to want to help. Pay, to want to help. See, this is different. I can see if she just, they were already married, had a house, and he was just giving her, let's say, say a round number, 50000 a month. Yeah. Let's say a round number. And then she, then you have an, then you can, then you have an argument. But right now, you just seem like somebody who's going to be stubborn and say, well, I don't want anything from her. How do you don't want anything from her? So, okay, so say if they don't use the money for the wedding. What if your mother gives you money for a wedding present? You're not going to use it? So that's the thing. It's like, so if they had just gave you money as a wedding gift, what, what would you have done? Exactly. That, I mean, And yeah. that's the thing. People give, so that's the thing. Everybody doesn't give presents for um, weddings. People use, some people just give money because they're like, that's the easier thing to do. People all. Some people have a money table. Some people have a box where they decorate it, and people can put like envelopes, and it's usually full of money. Um, in that box is like there are a lot of cultures. Um, there's a lot of African cultures um, that are very. That's very much part of it that they want to shower like the new couple in Italian culture. It was like, yeah, it's like a lot of people give out money and cash. So here's the thing. So apparently they had a poll and asked. 
original poster might be the asshole for not starting a donut fund, but are they the asshole for donating to charity and blocking their mother? So this is very interesting about the results. 41.2% said both are the asshole. 40%, right. 40% said you're the asshole, the original poster. Okay. 11.7% said not the mother's not the asshole. And 7.1% said nobody sucks. But the fact that it's either both of them or him, and those are the closest that people are thinking, is somewhat interesting, but I kind of agree. Because it's kind of like, if I'm telling you to stop doing something and you're doing it, it's like you're you're forcing my hand, especially if I ask you not to do something. I think that's super weird. So why, you're, yeah. why is your mother not respecting you? And where are the other ones? And for the original poster to bring up, um, I don't want to be like the others in my family. It's like... Yeah, who's the others? Who do you have resentment about that? It's like no, or yeah, yeah, they're something. not doing well because they relied on that person. I don't know. Um, I think that uh, is. I think that is. So I'm in between. Both of them suck. Both of you. So I guess E S H. I forgot what it stands for. Um, but yeah, for me, it's a little bit of both of them because it's like it's not that serious, and it's kind of like. When he's talking about him and his um, fiance are paying um, for the wedding, but he's also saying that he, I, I'm assuming this is a he, I could be wrong. Um, when he's saying he's playing the lion's share of it, I was right. just like, so that means she may not come from money or she might just be like, but that's the thing. It's like, did you talk to your fiance? What does your fiance think? Why are you asking about strangers on the internet? What does your fiance think? Exactly. What does she think about all of this? Because the fiance, so it's kind of like, well, actually, no, she says I'm overreacting. So that's what she thinks. And honestly, I would have thought that too. Because it's like, there's something you're not saying. You're, yeah. There's something that happened and you're not telling us what happened, but you're just like, nope, I'm done. I'm blocking her. I'm like, if you're saying you guys have such a good relationship, why is this the sticking point? I don't think y'all do. No, I think they have, they're not angry at, a, at each other, but there's some hostility there. Yeah. And it's always if, like, mm. all right, if you didn't do this, this would be great. Or if yeah. I didn't do this, this would be great. You know, that if. So, but she's not the asshole, but it's it kind of looks bad because you don't know the whole story. Right. So it's kind of like you go, why are you doing this? It was like, it's like, I think that's a little drastic to just block your mother because she's not... She's basically want to help you with a, a an event that typically is very, very expensive. And there are people who would wish that somebody could just write a check and pay for it. But it's right. like, and I'm like, what is like, what is the deal with your family and their money? Because I have so many questions. Cause I'm like, is do they have a bad reputation? Is this a cultural thing? It could be. It could be is it a religious thing? It could be. It's kind of like, yeah, I'm look, I'm looking at both of y'all because it's like mother respect his boundaries. Don't and done. Yeah. Don't involve the fiance because you're putting her in a bad spot. You know what? You know what this reminds me of. I know I'm dating myself now when I oh, say Lord this. Oh Lord have mercy! But dude, I was looking at it because it was on Hulu. But um, uh, Blanche from uh, Golden Girls, he kind of had that problem with her, but it was her grandson. 
So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, for those who don't know what the Golden Goals was, those were the not middle age, but like elderly women. No, it's like it's older white women. Um, excuse me, they listen to this show. I'm pretty sure they know what the Golden Girls are. I don't mention the Golden Girls that often, but you know, Golden Girls reruns like are like amazing, but yeah, um, yeah, so and and and, and I'm going to to, to win Blanchett money, not mm-hmm. how much money, so but she but had her, money, she had money, and her kid, her daughter mm-hmm. was you know snooty and neglecting. Her, her grandchild and he was telling he don't want to he don't want that because you ignore him all the time you send him off mm-hmm. he act bad and it's like stuff like that yeah. that I can understand you have a good relationship yes but the, right. sometimes the child wants you around like I don't want to say they want you to yell at them but they want to you know yeah, get a get a, an effect out of your parents. You know what I'm saying, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, I mean, that's bringing that's bringing it. You know, some people that never saw the Golden Girls, I might have had a plug for that. So I want some money if it if if, if it starts spiking on here. I'm just letting you know now. Right. <laughs> but no, that's no, too I'm just funny. you're I'm a just mess. Kidding. But yeah, uh, some of these have been interesting lately because it's like. That's what happens. It's the nuance of it, right? So let's go into low key and let's start with Miss Naomi Osaka. So Naomi is pulling out of Wimbledon um, so she can take care of her mental health. So she pulled out of the French Open and she pulled out of Wimbledon um, because it's been, honestly, it's been really hard for her um, because, you know, Naomi Osaka is a very good tennis player. And it's kind of like, we're like, oh, my God, who is she? And then she um, beat Serena. And it then it became, oh, my God, Serena. It became about her. And Serena was like, I don't play that. Because then it became, how dare you do this to Serena? How dare you ruin this for her? This would have been record-breaking. So it's been a lot going on for her. So she pulled out of the French Open because she didn't want to do the press. And they're like, nope, you got to do it. And she's like, okay, then I'm not going to play. And everybody's like, you're crazy. It's like, uh, she's not. To take care of her mental health, she's not. Because Rick, Rob, Rick, Roger Federer pulled out as well. And he says, because of his physical health, nobody attacked him for that. They were like, well, oh, it's like you got to rest your body. I'm like, yeah, but. And any athlete will tell you, there's a lot of mental that goes along with playing a sport. But, you know. If you talk to any fan of football, basketball, mm-hmm. uh, physical in- physical injuries are more acceptable. It's like, what's wrong with you? Toughen it up, do some push-ups, run a lap, you'll be fine. You know, mm-hmm. you know, have have that aura about it, and it's good. I I like that as young as she is to pull out and say, no, 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 that's too much because. They did a piece on ESPN about that, mm-hmm. and I remember. I'm, I mean, I'm old enough to remember Ricky Williams because he was one of my favorite running backs at that yeah. time, and he suffered from that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people didn't know. It's like, oh, you're great, and you're all of this, and you know. But he was suffering. 
And he just had a mental breakdown and left and went to, I don't know, Germany for a year and a half, smoking weed somewhere. And it's good, good to hear. And, you know, it's good to hear that you want to take care of yourself mentally, too, because that's, a lot of people want to be famous until they're famous. You know yeah. Yeah, it's a lot lot of mental going on. And I don't think people realize that when it comes to black athletes or athletes of color and mostly white sports, they literally put them through the ringer. Naomi Osaka is not that old. (laughs) No, I think she was. Is is she 20? I'm trying to think. I thought she was. She either. If she is 20, then she just turned. Let me see. I'm looking her up now. I'm sorry. She's, yeah, 20, think, she's 23. Oh, okay. I, I mean, she doesn't, I, I mean, like, I guess because she never looked. Yeah. It's like, I thought she was at least, I thought so, that she was um at least 21. But yeah, she is turned, she'll be 24 in October. Oh, okay. And so it's kind of like she she's a Libra. So good luck, oh, everybody. Okay. You better leave her the fuck alone. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Our mama is a Libra. It's like, yeah, we already know. You better leave them alone. Mm-hmm. But because when they make a decision, yeah, it's, it's going final. to stay there. It's like, so you might want to leave me alone. And all mm-hmm. this is because she just wanted to take some time because people are harassing her. I was like, I don't understand why y'all keep harassing her. So she is pulling out of Wimbledon. She is the number two tennis player in the world in women's tennis. So she's ranked number two. Um, So the statement that she put out on um, Thursday, which was June 17th, Naomi won't be playing Wimbledon this year. She is taking some personal time with friends and family. She'll be ready for the Olympics and is excited to play in front of her home fans. So that is what they put out. So this makes me think about Michael Phelps because Michael Phelps and also Kevin Love from the Cavaliers, they are very open about talking about their mental health. Michael Phelps is like literally very vocal and no one is like coming at them. They're like, oh, that's right. Talk about your mental health. But if they, but here's the thing, Michael Phelps pulled out the Olympics. I bet you people will not be like, oh, oh my God, no, get your ass out there and get in the pool. They've been like, oh, something must be really wrong. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, uh, yeah. It's like there's a lot of people with a lot. Like, mental health is not discussed. What's his name? Brandon Marshall, mind you. There's three different Brandon Marshalls. I feel like in the NFL, he's very vocal about mental health. Yeah, but when he, his whole problem was he didn't know until he was. Yeah, because he, he, he was right, he was like either he went misdiagnosed or undiagnosed. And yeah, it was I can't like remember a, which a one. Wow. Yeah. And so, like he didn't know. Right. And then he got really vocal about it and people were clowning him about it. Not a lot of people, but it's like you heard the jokes and it's like, so yeah, so this is really, I think that is he does he say he have bipolar? Uh he's a bipolar schizophrenia. It's one of those. Yeah, because it's just like he's very honest. So one, they literally were just, I don't know why we, especially because when she pulled out of the French Open, they went and wanted to get statements from Venus and Serena. And it's like, you're asking the two women who literally were the black people in tennis and y'all treated them like shit too. So why are you asking them what to do when both of them are at least 40 years old? 
Why are you? And they have been playing tennis longer than Naomi has been. Boring, bro. Right. It's like, excuse me, it's like when they start, when they're like 10 or 11, it's like they've been playing tennis Mm -hmm. over 25 years. Mm -hmm. Naomi's only 23 years old. It's like y'all like treated when they were kids. Everybody seen that video of when somebody was interviewing Venus and what happened? They said a really out of line question and Richard dug in his ass. He's like, so first of all, what you're not going to do, but it's like, because she's a child that's acceptable. But if Naomi's mother or her father was there, they'd be like, why are you here? You're a grown up. She's 23. Mm-hmm. And this is a lot because one, it was like meteoric because one, when you have black or people of color at black or of color athletes, it's always like, oh my God, where they come from? And then we, and then they get oversaturated. So the thing about it is, it's like, it's not her playing tennis. It is like, it has always been there. It's just like, this is just aggravating. And sometimes you literally just got to take a step back. Oh, Brandon Marshall has borderline personality disorder. Yeah, I always wondered about, so what it makes it borderline, I guess. That, that was uh, let me question. see. Oh, okay. Let me see what it says. I love that we're doing research. on. I know. See. Yeah, because at first he said it was anxiety. Oh, say, no, Dak, because remember, Dak last year said he had anxiety and depression. After right. his brother um, committed suicide, um, suicide, um, and no one was like, "Oh my God!" It's like no one was belittling him for that. But it's also so weird. But also, I think it also has to do with type. Say it again. I'm sorry. You said the type I, no, of athlete. No, the type of person. Because if you look at Brandon Marshall and you look at Dak Prescott, you could tell where they grew up at, I guess. Yeah. So is, that, is, is that a fair assumption? I guess so. And I, I think to a certain extent, but maybe not. I don't know. So according. OK, so this is what borderline personality is, or at least one of the definitions. According to McLean, um, that's a hospital um, where he went to an outpatient program. It is a complex mental illness marked by unstable moods, behaviors, and relationships. And if you've watched the YouTube show of I Am An Athlete, you've probably seen it, where it's like, sir, why are you standing up and screaming when you're actually wrong at this point? But yeah, you're literally trying to talk about how great of a um, wide receiver you are when you're sitting next to Andre Johnson. Sir, uh, and the, I swear, there's one time, I think he said, I'm like, just like Andre. And then he ran a different way. And Andre made this face. I'm like, yeah, see, Andre is like, I'm going to be very, very quiet. I'm going to be very quiet because jo- Andre Johnson was a very good wide receiver. So there's that. So you're not going to compare yourself to Andre Johnson, baby. You better think big. I'm sorry. But think I, small. Now, now I have to have a little caveat there. That's fine. When, when you when you're that alpha male, you, he's gonna say that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some people in Jordan there was gonna say, "Well, I'm just as good as Jordan." I mean, that's true. And the thing about it is, I think it's funny. I think that's fair. It's just when Andre made a face like, "Is this serious?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw that. I saw that, and I was just like, 
like he just calmed that down and said oh okay we're, we're going okay with all right we're all right we're gonna it, do we're it. it oh yeah we're doing like it. all right whatever it's like yeah so all the love to naomi osaka because that takes a lot to just go it takes a lot and not it takes a lot to just tell people yeah i'm going to take care of myself it's like how dare you you're supposed to entertain us yeah but if i'm not able to entertain you what kind of entertainment are you going to get if i'm terrible on the court that's exactly. not entertainment. It's like, I'm sorry, I'm also a person. So all the love to her. Right. All, all the love to her. Exactly. Or you're a bust. It's kind mm-hmm. of like, yeah, or you're like a one-trick pony or whatever we want to call people. So it's like, I'll, uh, Naomi, take all the time you need. See you next year in the Olympics, okay? It's like, that's all you got to do, boo. That's all you got to do. There you go, boo boo. Uh, right. So, next story a father is being shamed because he did not invite his daughter's classmate because um, he was bullying her. Okay. So, this is from The Mirror in the UK. So, y'all, gird your loins because Lord have mercy sometimes the way they write this. Every parent wants their child to have a fun birthday. And as they get older, they ca- that can mean making difficult decisions about the guest list. When children are young, it is the norm to invite the entire class if invitations are handed out there in order to avoid any awkward arrangements. But one man decided to exclude a boy who had been bullying his daughter and received a slew of abuse from the boy's mom after she heard about the party. It didn't help that the invita- <laughs> it didn't help that the invitations were handed out in the playground, meaning everyone noticed that only one person wasn't invited. The baffled dad took, oh my God, that's so crazy. The baffled dad took to Reddit on the Am I the Asshole thread to see if he had acted unreasonably. Oh my God. His daughter is, oh my God, how did we just get back to here? Now I want to find it. His daughter is seven and the dad took over parenting full-time last year after discovering he he had a daughter with the mom no longer in the picture. For her birthday, he arranged a small gathering in the back garden with her classmates. But since school restarted, his daughter has faced a lot of teasing about her mom, who is no longer around from Nick. And he's it's putting in quotes, which means this is not the little boy's name. And he decided to not invite him. The dad explained, a lot of the parents have been complaining about him because he's a huge bully to the other kids and gets benched, basically a timeout, a lot during resets. I've had talks with the teacher because he's made my daughter cry after teasing her constantly about her mom. I was pissed. I'm I'm guessing pissed. Her teacher promised that they're going to be handling this situation with Nick and keep him away from my daughter. Supposedly, they've had many talks with the mom, but all she seems to do is baby the kid. He hasn't bothered my daughter since my talk with the teacher. So for my daughter's birthday, she decided to invite almost everyone in the class, obviously, except for Nick. This didn't go down well at after his daughter handed out invitations at lunchtime and Nick started crying because he wasn't invited. The dad added, her mom confronted me after school when I was picking her up. I guess he was crying that he didn't get an invitation. I had my daughter wait in the car and this lady was giving me hell for excluding her son when this could have been a chance for him to finally get along with his classmates. I told her, lady, he had months to do that or her to teach him to. This is their last week of school. Bit too late to be trying to make friends now that now with how he was treating all the kids, especially my daughter. She just kept saying I should be ashamed of myself for not taking this opportunity to teach my daughter a valuable lesson on learning compassion. (laughs) 
I, it oh. was just a, it was just a really intense encounter. But in the end, I still refused to give an invitation since my daughter said she doesn't want Nick at her party. Now the dad is wondering if he overreacted since Nick was the only people from was the only people pupil excluded from the party. The dad seemed to get a lot of support from fellow Reddit users with plenty backing him. One user wrote, under no circumstances, I say it would be rude to not invite him, but this boy has been teasing your daughter and her friends all of the year. His mom has refused to punish him for his behavior that we know of, and now wants you and your daughter to forgive and forget. That's ridiculous. Another said he shouldn't have handled, he shouldn't have handed out the invitations at school, commenting, I was ready to say, yes, you are, but you're not the only one who is being unfair to Nick. His mother is. What? Okay, still <laughs> still you might have found a way to make these invitations outside of school. You have a right to invite who you want to your home, but you also created a situation where everyone became aware of it at school. And despite his behavior, I think it's good to respect the division. A third disagreed, adding, I think it's actually a pretty cruel move to exclude the seven-year-old from receiving an invitation in class. <laughs> different from excluding him from the party. He's not old enough to understand the difference and how it's a consequence. And you are passing that on to the teacher to explain and soothe him. So let me tell y'all something. Hmm. You cannot let the class bully, especially because it wasn't just his daughter. It was a whole goddamn class. And y'all want to be like, why aren't you feeling sorry for him? Why aren't you giving him compassion? I am giving him compassion. I didn't punch him in the face. Exactly, and it's like you were like, how could you not invite him? Because you're one. It's um, this is towards the end of school. That means the school's about to let out. You like literally have been complaining about your kid harassing and bullying my kid all goddamn year, and you have the audacity to go. Where is my invite? Um, are you fucking serious with me, girl? I'll beat your ass. I'm like, see, see, you fucked with the right one. Because if that was a mother, she'd have cussed your ass out. I know you better get the fuck out of my face. Exactly, because like if you look at it now, now if you look at it, I could see if the father wasn't involved and mm-hmm. he was a regular parent that wasn't too involved. I said, "This invite, give it to everybody with nobody's name on it, mm-hmm. and yada yada yada." But he knew, so he knew what he was doing, and it was like, "You, I okay." Let me have a caveat. Let me let me back up a sec. If he's seven. Nine times out of ten, he said, "You can fix that." Mm-hmm. But, but, and all, and back to my original point. No, he was hundred percent correct. I would, I would have did the same exact thing. I might not have did it at school, mm-hmm. but I might have invited him. Because that's the thing. It's like that many food or something. Those, I don't right. know. No, I don't know. So the thing about it is, like, when you think about like kids' birthdays and invitations, other than the the classroom or the playground, where would the invitations be given out? Yeah, I mean, well, well, like, where, that's what I'm, a- I'm asking you as a parent. It was like, where would you, other than at in their class or on the playground, where would you give? Where would be a better place to give out invites? Well, now you have. Now we have Google Meets, so you can do it that way. Right. But but still though, it's like these are little kids. This is not high school. It's kind of like yeah, that's uh, another, yeah, like, that's another I, thing. like you can't call the school and say, Can I have the addresses for all the all the kids in my kids' class? No, yeah, you cannot. Even before COVID, that wasn't a thing. Yeah, it's like, and also 
the the folks who are saying no, it's terrible is forgetting the part where the daughter is like, I don't want him here. You exactly. don't get to bully me and then want to come and eat up my food and eat my cake and drink my punch. No, bitch, you can stay your bully ass in your house. Pretty much. It was this, not, like, this is not a 90s movie. Okay? It's not. It's like, well, it's to be fair. Well, to be fair, he has bullied everybody in that class. Damn near everybody. Because it wasn't just her. And it's like, we just keep talking them down. It's like, okay, so apparently he don't see being talked to as a consequence. Him. You don't get to go to the party. Welcome to your consequence. It's like, are you serious? I'm like, no, he don't know. You don't know. Hi, I'm paying for this. And you're mad. Like, how dare you not invite my child, the child that bullied my child. I can give you several reasons. Several. Several. It's like, you like child, you fuck with the right one. Girl, like dad, you're doing amazing. And now I got to find this Reddit thread. I cannot believe it was, am I the asshole? I'm like, oh, damn, we could have did that one. <laughs> yeah, we really could have. That one, oh my God. So next story, the walk of the Hollywood Walk of Fame class of 22. So here's who is going to be getting a star on the Walk of Fame next year. Hailing from the film category, Macaulay Culkin, Willem Dafoe, Selma Hayek, Helen Hunt, Regina King, Ray Liotta, Ewan McGregor, Adam McKay, Jason Momoa, and Tessa Thompson. From TV, Byron Allen, Greg Berlanti, Ricky Gervais, Peter Krause, Bob Odenkirk, Holly Robinson-Pete, Norman Reedus, Tracy Ellis Ross, Gene Smart, Ming-Na Wen, and Kenan Thompson. From music... George Clinton Jr., Ashanti, Av- Avril Lavigne, oh, Los Huracanes del Norte, and, Mar- and Martha Reeves. Okay, and also, let's see, let's see. Well, Richard Blaine, Richard Blade is from the um, radio, Patti Lapone, Marilyn McCoo, and Billy Davis, and, Ange- and Angelica Vale will be performing. And Michael Strahan will be honored in the newest category of sports entertainment. <laughs> I said, wow. Oh, they made we one are up. creating, we are creating one for him. Now, Daniel Day Kim launched a fundraiser to get James Hong on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Um, so James Hong, because when I looked at him, I was like, why do I, I know that face. Like, is he, if you pull up his face, you're like, oh, I know who that is. So let me pull up Mr. James Hong. But yeah, the fact that he had to do a GoFundMe fundraiser to get him in is just very, very, very interesting. <laughs> That is very, very interesting. I can't even, I can't even believe this. Oh, I'm sorry. I, there's some other people that, are, um, other entertainers, Michael B. Jordan, Carrie Fisher, Nipsey Hussle, Francis Ford Coppola, James Hong, DJ Khaled, and the Black Eyed Peas. I wonder if they're going to bring back the first singer. I'm wondering the they first should. singer. Um, they should. The thing about it is um, Daniel Day Kim raised $50,000 for him to be on there. James Hong just might be the most prolific actor in Hollywood history. As of July 2020, he has a total of 672 credits, which include 469 TV shows, 149 feature films, 32 short films, and 22 video games. His career has spanned seven decades. 
has spanned seven decades and in the process appeared in iconic movies and shows like Blade Runner, Big Trouble in Little China, Chinatown, and Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the fact that we had to do this, you had to do a fundraiser. <laughs> Are you effing kidding me? This man is 90 something years old. Ooh. He's 91. And Ooh. it's like the fact that he had to do a fundraiser to get him on there. It's like this man has credit. I see his face and I'm like, I know exactly who he is. So for anybody who likes stuff, <laughs> um, let's see. Um, let me find. So you remember the duck, Mr. Ping and Kung Fu, Kung Fu Panda? Yes. That's him. He uh, was in Big Trouble Little China. He was, uh, what's the guy's name? God dang it. The, I know what you're talking about. It's the villain and I can't. Yeah, no, I can't remember. Uh, uh, dang it. Uh, but anyway. Yeah, he was he, in he that. Was, he also um, was the voice of Shifu in Mulan. Yes, he was. I said, that's like, I know that. And I was like, because the thing about it is I know his face. And it's just like, this man is 90-something years old. The fact that we had to have... He was in the shadow. Right. It's like, it's so crazy when I think about it. Because I'm like, we had to do a fundraiser to get him on a walk of fame that he should have just been on. And also, Ming-Na Wen is just being added. And I'm like, I'm a mad. And Holly Robinson-Pete. How are they just getting there? Um... I don't know. I'm I mean, like, well, what? Okay, now, now like Martha Reeves. At, it's like, come on, y'all, for real. Now, now go back to Pete. Now, she was Holly, on hanging Holly, with Miss Holly Robinson. Huh? Oh yeah, Holly Robinson. She was on hang, Yeah, she was on hanging on Miss. She was Pete also on Twenty One Jump Street. So it's kind of like, girl. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It was just but, like. Mm. Well, I, I well, I would I guess I would have to see the requirements to get a star. Is yeah, it just that's what I'm you saying. Want it's like, girl, the thing about it is it's like it's music, it's inter- it's like it's essentially entertainment, but musicians, bands, actors, film and TV. I mean, they're creating a category for Michael Strahan. And Martha Reeves, it's like, wait a minute, she don't have a star. What the hell? <laughs> It's like, oh, Lord have mercy. No, well, I guess I just need to see the requirement mm-hmm. of being... Because I was like, why would you have to raise money to be in the Hollywood Walk of Fame? Exactly. It's like, I don't... Like, mm. like certain people, like, I mean, I'm, I might be the only one. I don't really think the Black Eyed Peas deserve one. But that's, that's just me. So the thing about it is, is like they're saying the recipients have been chosen by the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce Mercy's Walk of Fame selection panel, which is composed of Walk of Famers. The panel did an amazing job choosing these very talented people, said radio personality Ellen Kay, chair of the Walk of Fame selection panel. We can't wait to see each honoree, honoree's reaction as they realize that they're becoming a part of Hollywood's history with the unveiling of their star in the world's most famous walkway. But that, so if a committee chooses, you know what? I hope Brandon is listening because I know he's going to have an answer for me because I'm sitting here like, so why did we have to do a fundraiser for James Hong? Oh, if just it's like a committee. 
that's like or just for consideration to get an active mm. yeah i think it's like a consideration because like i'm not saying the black eyed peas shouldn't be in there i know i'm hopping on the black eyed peas but clearly the black I'm like, i don't know what to do because i'm like uh-oh but it's like so many other bands should be on there and not the black eyed peas and i'm just saying i'm just saying and i'm not so saying yeah, that he was horrible. that's what yeah the gofundme was just to campaign for his nomination yeah. So who was campaign? See, I don't even want to say it no more because I feel like I'm I'm bashing them and I don't want to. No. Say yeah. No. It's fine. We'll get off the black eyed peas because the thing about it is we're being very honest. It should be more. It should be. We need representation of everybody here at Black right. Menace. I'm all like, yeah, I want to see more Asian representation. So I'm kind of glad you had somebody like a Daniel Day Kim going. Yeah. So we're not going to do this anymore. Get him on the fucking um. Walk of Fame, because honestly, he should be there. Like, there's no way. It's like some of the people that's like, you get a, a star on the Walk of Fame, you're like, they only got three songs. Like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> I'm like, because I'm sitting here like, no Tino Shay. I mean, you're like, you're harping on the Black Eyed Peas, but I'm harping on Avril Lavigne. It's oh, like, yeah. That's, a, that's another one. That's another so, one. So, I, I don't want to be rude or nothing, but... Um, DJ Khaled. Think Nip- another one. Uh, the thing about it is, I can somewhat actually. I do kind of understand the Nipsey Hustle one. I can't. Want, I I can and I can't. I think it really is because of the fact that he has passed away. I, I'm like, if you were to ask me a Nipsey Hustle song, I don't know one. And also, it it gets really weird when um. Black men who are t- problematic to other people in the community and they die and we're just like, yeah, no, I'm not celebrating them. They're like, how come you don't love black people? Because he didn't love me as a as a gay exactly. man. <clears throat> so it's kind of like, no, don't bash the dead. I'm like, let me know what you want to say when Donald Trump dies, because I know y'all not going to be sensitive to that. Let me know. Let me know what happens yeah. when it's like a problematic white person passes away and you can't wait to talk about how shitty they were in life. See that that door swings both ways. That's I'm like. Mm-hmm. If you don't have something nice to say, don't say nothing. I think that's fine. I think it's fine if you don't say anything because they're like, I'm trying to be respectful, but also I'm trying not to get attacked because I'm tired of y'all attacking me when I say this person was problematic to me. Exactly. That's it. And to me. <laughs> the thing with Nip- Nipsey Hussle is that one, he's a native Californian. Yeah. Two, he was very popular. Yeah. With entertainment in general, yeah. So it's like I don't think you had like to campaign for Nipsey Hussle. No, 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 no. Huh? And DJ Khaled, and DJ Khaled, it, it's funny that he, you think of him, and he's like he. I was like, he really does. He's paid his dues now. Don't I don't, mean that's like, very he, true because it's funny. He paid his dues, man. Right. I was talking Another. to somebody talking about, I think we we're talking about Justin Bieber's and his features. And they said that song he did with Khaled. I'm like, oh, that's right. Everybody who's on a Khaled album, that is a feature because it's his album. I'm like, I totally forget that part. I'm like, all oh, right. Because yeah, they're like, all, that's a feature for them. It's not their song. They're featured on the song. Mm. It took me, I was like, that's right. And also, um, the thing about it is, is like Macaulay Culkin. Will it, Ray Liotta, uh, Regina King. I was like, "Oh, what's wrong? With, oh, what's wrong with her?" Wait a minute. No, 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 no. I'm not saying. Look, no, I'm saying what took them so long. That's what I'm saying. 
Oh, oh, oh. Well, well, Not that they well, shouldn't be here. I'm like, um, excuse me, you better put respect on Regina's name. But see, the thing with Regina, in the very beginning, she was playing the ghetto hood rat girl, and everybody knew that. Um, well, she she was not on 227, no ghetto hood rat girl. She was on Friday. She was not when she was, like, she didn't start out that way. I'm just saying, if you, if you think about it, and then the boondocks didn't really help her on that end. <laughs> a lot yes, of people it did. Didn't. Yes, it did. <laughs> But a lot of people hated that show, though. A lot of people didn't, though. A lot of people really missed that. They One, everybody knows Regina was the voice on those characters. But also, I think they were going to try to revamp the show. But unfortunately, John Witherspoon passed away. Uh Uh-huh. So it's like, yeah, nobody else can be grandpa except for him. So y'all might just want to table this. Yep. Yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah. So congratulations to everybody who's going to get a star on the Walk of Fame. Steven is no longer going to bash the black eyed peas, but I will continue. I'm kidding. No, I'm not. Okay. Mid, mid key. So Rita Moreno is walking back her comments about what she said about in the Heights. Okay. So in the Heights dropped on the HBO max. <sighs> so in the Heights, it is, um, is a musical is a beautiful musical for what I'm saying. I was very excited when I saw like the trailer last year, it was supposed to come out last year, but because you know, COVID moved everything back. So everything is coming out this summer in 2021 that everything was supposed to come out last summer, 2020. So when the movie debuted in HBO max, a lot of people noticed a lot of things, all of the Afro Latinos and Afro Hispanic people were in the background. And so there were like, um, there were accusations of colorism, which hello, colorism is not just in the black community, sweetheart, it's in every of color community. So there's always like this notion of if you're darker, you're not that pretty. Um, Cause when it comes to bleaching skin, it wasn't just for black people. It's very rampant in Asia, um, yes, South is. and East Asian. It's like, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of like shows and movies that have hinted at that. You might want to watch Bend It Like Beckham. Uh, oh yeah because it's kind of like like it's all about the colored hair and the blue contacts and it's like yeah there's there's colorism there or not sending out the sun you don't want to get too dark right so and this is also written by lynn or he's involved lynn manuel miranda who is his own level of problematic to a certain extent but Everybody likes Alexander Hamilton, Alexander Hamilton. And well, Leslie Odom Jr. is the star. Yes. I'm sorry. I, I just love Leslie Odom. Okay. Um, so this is what happened. Apparently, Rita had an interview with Stephen Colbert. She said, I'm simply saying, can't you just wait a while and leave it alone? It would be nice if they hadn't come up with that and left it alone just for now. I mean, they're really attacking the wrong person. Because people are attacking Lynn Manuel. He's acting like, no, it's no colorism issue. And he's had his own problematic stuff. Um, and it's interesting because for Rita, she, to get into some roles, she has also darkened her own skin. Um. So she went on the Twitter 
Um, she went on the Twitter to apologize because I saw her. Um, I saw her tweet and I was like, "Oh hell, what the fuck did she look here? Look here, Egot Moreno. I need you not to say nothing. Don't say nothing, Rita. Rita, don't do this, okay, baby. Don't say nothing. Like you are an Egot, okay? Like, like don't say nothing. Don't say don't, girl." Don't 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 say nothing. So the thing about it, Stephen Colbert asked her about the controversy because it was just like, why are y'all talking it? <sighs> like, why are y'all talking about this? And she, ugh, girl, shut the hell up, <laughs> baby. I'm I'm a, I'm I'm imploring you. I'm imploring you. So she put out a um, it it's more than two tweets. So I guess this is a thread. <clears throat> I'm incredibly disappointed with myself. While making a statement in defense of Lin-Manuel Miranda on the Colbert show last night, I was clearly dismissive of Black lives that matter in our Latin community. It is so easy to forget how celebration for some is lament for others. In addition to applauding Lin for his wonderful movie version of In the Heights, let me add my appreciation for his sensitivity and resolve to be more inclusive of, inclusive of the Afro-Latino community going forward. See, you can teach this old dog new tricks, Rita. <sighs> Lin Manuel's <laughs> full of shit. So that's the thing. Oh. So I don't think, he, like, the thing about it is, I essentially, I didn't see Hamilton until it was on Disney Plus because you couldn't get tickets. Okay. Um. So I liked Hamilton. I was like, oh, okay, but he wasn't the best part. Let me just say that <laughs> he wasn't. Again, Leslie Odom Jr. Mm-hmm. So I am glad that Rita walked this back. And this is what happens when you give a good apology. It like is I am not, we are not Afro-Latino, so it is not up to us to give like to accept any apology, but it seemingly has like people like, oh, okay, but don't think that people don't have their hairy eyeball on Egot Moreno. It's like, okay. Yeah. Listen here, Egot Moreno. I got my that's the show title, Egot Moreno. Um because like yeah, we got we got one little hairy eyeball on you, but I'm glad she walked it back. Because the thing about this is, is that that's the, that's always going to be the discussion, right? Where we're talking about one, and when you had darker skin Latinx and Hispanic folks, um, one they were like try to push them to the background. They did it at the last Olympics when they had it in Rio. They tried not to show the favelas because a lot of the darker skinned Latinos, that's where they lived. Not a lot of, not all of them, but they tried to like make sure they didn't show that because they didn't want, they didn't want y'all to see the darker skinned people. Cause we want, they want you to see the, um, uh, the Giselle Bunchens of it all when Giselle Bunchen <laughs> is not, she was just born in Rio, but let's be very clear. No, let me shut up. I don't want to get here. Um, yeah. now let me, let me leave, let me leave her alone. Cause she's, she do speak the Portuguese and I am always enamored by how beautiful it is when she speaks. So uh, that's the thing that has been a constant fight of being included and also being seen because they're like, I'm, I am black and I'm also Puerto Rican. I am black and I'm also Cuban. It's like, it's a lot going on because it's interesting that there are some Latinx folks who don't, don't say they're black. I'm Cuban. I'm not black. It's like, okay. All right. You know, All right. I guarantee like, you got a like, little black somewhere. Just, I mean, you know, if we want to go to etymology and ethnicity and we want to dig through, sure. We're, we're okay, whatever you say, buddy, but yeah. Because then you'll have people who want to ex- 
say like they want to use the n-word or, or dress a certain way or do certain things like well i mean there's black in my family which part boo? the boot the part that you weren't claiming last year or the part that's in let me shut up nope nope okay here we go uh-oh. so let's go in the high key thank you hey. he got moreno thank you leave me alone <laughs> so high key juneteenth is now a federal holiday it is now a federal holiday um joe biden signed it last night so what do you think about that i so here's the thing (laughs) so i think because there aren't people who are putting up big ticker tape parades of them doing something people think that this is new and nobody wanted this because let's be very clear. Do you know how long it took for Martin Luther King's birthday to be a holiday? Yeah. And it's like, mind you, I think we should also celebrate Malcolm X's birthday, but that's neither here nor there. Okay. So when this became a federal holiday, people were like, nobody wanted this. I'm like, there have been activists who do want this. Exactly. It's like there's a thing. It's like I get what y'all saying because it's like I want this. Like y'all get a day off. I'm like, there are a lot of cultural holidays that are now just a party. Like Pride is a party. Pride was a riot and a protest. Mm. Pride is now a big party. So it's like it's changed the game. It's like kind of like I wish y'all. It's like you see a lot of activists, especially Black LGBTQ plus people, saying, "I wish y'all remember what the how the fuck we got pride because it was not a party. It was not a party, bitch. It was not a party." And I had to look up what the the history of Cinco de Mayo is, because I'm like I don't know what it's about. So Cinco de Mayo. Is a holiday that celebrates the date of the Mexican Army's May 5th, 1862 victory over France at the Battle of Puebla during the Franco-Mexican War. The day, which falls on, okay, okay, which falls on Wednesday, May 5th in 2021, is also known as Battle of, of Puebla Day. While it is a relatively minor holiday in Mexico, in the United States, Cinco de Mayo has evolved into a commemoration of Mexican culture and heritage, particularly in areas with large Mexican-American populations. So we are celebrating a war for Cinco de Mayo. Mm-hmm. You would not know that depending on it. So for Juneteenth, so here's the deal about Juneteenth. This is when you know history is not taught for education, it's for comfort. Because we say, I say this a lot. The people who really know, were educated about Juneteenth are in Texas because that's yeah. where it happened. But also there's not a lot of like, cause I had a, my friend Natalia, we were talking about that. She's like, yeah, I learned about it outside of school. I'm like, Natalia, that's the point. This is not part of curriculum to find out what Juneteenth is. It's like, you, like you people don't even know why it's called Juneteenth. I'm like, it's because it's June 19th, but some people just didn't know that or that, right. Cause remember when Walk. Um, Walkman. Watchmen came out and they had like in the first episode talking about the Tulsa massacre. Do you know people mm-hmm. really thought they made that up for the show? It was like, no, that actually happened. That's the thing. People are like, this is like great storytelling. Wait, what the heck are you? 
You no, think that actually happened. No, that's real. They're like, oh, what? Or how, like, what is it? Um, I want to say Lincoln Heights, and that's not what it is. Um, oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, oh, my no. God. Why am I? Uh, I know what you're talking about, but yes. Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah. I'm blanking on the name. It just left my brain. But people thought they, like, sundown towns aren't still a thing or weren't a thing. Because you had people, like, this woman said, I have lived here for 40 years, and it is not a sundown town. Now. It's not a sundown town now. Wow. It's like, excuse me, Oprah did a show in the early 90s and a sundown town. Like, what the fuck are y'all talking? Girl. Like, wait. They were like, don't be here. It's like, baby, sundown, like, people thought they made that up. It's like, yo, no, sundown towns are a real thing. Very real. a real thing. So, we are, like, it is now a federal holiday. I think a lot of people um, were off. Like, I know the government was off. Um, my place off. of employment, yeah, right? Because I think a lot of schools were off, but they had already built that in because I knew weeks ago. Oh, I see, I didn't know because I had to, to tell you the truth. I felt bad that I, I didn't know what Juneteenth was, so mm-hmm. I had to look it up. And then when I looked it up, and I was like, hmm, eh. and then the problem, the problem came. I work with predominantly white people. So, so they didn't understand, and I, you know, me being me, and I tried. Not to, me being me. I mean, because I'm, I had, I'm the minority there, so I had to try to explain that type of stuff, and it's, and it's like, what if everybody, you know, can you do? I was like, no. The no. bad part about it is, if we were like off for what is the um, Irish holiday in March. Oh, uh, St. Patrick's Day. Day. I'm like, the thing about it, it's probably a very like, it's probably like a holiday where it's a day off in Ireland. (laughs) Like, single de Meyer is a huge holiday in Mexico. For us here, it's a party. But for Pride, it's like people are like, oh, it's just a party. I'm like, literally, I told somebody, I was in the clubhouse room and I was like, yeah, we have to thank black and brown trans women for Pride. She's like, wait, what are you talking about? I'm like, Wait, what are you talking about? She was like, wait a minute. That's how pride started? Time out, homie. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? That's, you how don't, that's how we got... You didn't know that? And she's like, no. I'm like, yeah. Because uh, mm. remember, like, I don't know if it was last year or the year before where people were bucking. They didn't want like um, gay rights or any kind of like the gay rights movement, which is y'all kids high. It's as old as the civil rights movement. It may be a little bit older, depending on who you talk to. So they were just like, I don't want that taught in schools. I'm like, but then y'all would learn what pride is. Y'all would learn about Harvey Milk. You would learn about Marsha P. Johnson. You would learn a lot of shit. It's like, yeah, but you know, me you working would, at a school, mm-hmm. I, I work at a I work at a school. They're teaching that now. They're teaching that now. Oh, they are. Oh, that's good. They're teaching what's trans, what it means, what cis, what, and they're teaching all of that. I mean, and I technically I talking to that. This is me being me again. I like certain things. I just wanted to know because I I don't know. Right. And I think that I think that's you know you can't teach the same way anymore 
You can't. Because you can't. It's like because that's what, you know it gets you me. Different. Right. Because like the thing about the stuff I learned in school, you didn't learn in school, and we're not that big of an age difference. That's the hilarious thing about that. It's like it's not that big of an age difference between me and Steven. It's two and a half years. And it was stuff that I learned that he didn't and vice versa. It was, yeah. wait a minute, that's so weird. So let me add this in because this is breaking apparently. So Candace Owens, she put out this tweet. Juneteenth is so lame. Democrats really need to stop trying to repackage segregation. I'll be celebrating July 4th and July 4th only. I'm American. As if Juneteenth didn't happen on American soil. So Azalea, see, this is the thing. Azalea Banks, she responded, Lord have mercy. According to this logic, on July 4th, 1776, you would still be enslaved, most likely on the verge of starvation due to all of America's food supply having been prioritized for the war while you hand sew American flags and struggle to wet nurse some depressed 24-year-old white widow's sickly child until your nipples are chapped and dry, whereafter you will be whipped by her 80-year-old uncle for your own malnourishment and inability to produce milk, then sent to toil over a wood-burning stove, blistering your hands while forced to make a peasantly meal of biscuits and gravy. You'll be watched closely by her irate sunburned and whiskey-soaked 80-year-old uncle to be sure you do not sneak a single biscuit or finger full of rue to yourself. After you've watched everyone eat, you'll be sent to do the cleaning up. Your last task will be brushing the stressed and balding white widow's hair to prepare for her sleeping bonnet, a deep rest in her comfortable canopy bed. Next, your final descent down the stairs and out the back door where you proudly sleep on a bed bug infested pile of hay and a six by four cabin you share with four other slaves. Happy Independence Day, real Candace Owens. See, see, this is why, you know, see, this is why it really got me when, what's his name? T.I. and not Mike Brown. Mike Jones? No, the uh, the rapper who Wakanda had guns. Why am I having brain farts left and right on this recording? This is so Killer Mike. Killer Mike, where they said that woman is intelligent. If I talked like this when I'm speaking to you, it may seem like I am smart and intelligent and I am eloquent with my words when in actually I'm just slowing down the cadence of my speech. It's like, here's the thing where I am American. You do realize Juneteenth happened in America. Uh Why are you acting like, excuse me, are you bucking against Cinco de Mayo? No, and you shouldn't. Or better yet, it's like, why did we not know what the fuck it meant? I'm like, oh, shit. But the thing is, because we have Google, we can Google it. It's like, but when we were younger, we didn't have Google. You had to go to the library and go get an encyclopedia, and you got to figure out what you're looking for. And let it be right in there, because what if it's not? What if it's not even in the book? So for Candace Owens to be this daft, but want to talk about why black people don't have pride in themselves. Cause you literally just said, let's not celebrate. You said Juneteenth is lame. Why is it lame? You want to know why, you know, what's really interesting about that is that we're talking about June 19th, 1865, not when um, Lincoln freed the slaves, 
this is when they actually told slaves in Texas that they were free. He had signed mm-hmm. it. It went into effect January 1st, 1863. So they didn't even know. That's why they didn't want black people to read. That's why they didn't like, because one, this is not, how did you get information out? This is not, we didn't, they didn't have the internet. They didn't have somebody fired off a tweet, shared it on a Facebook page. Right, it's like, exactly. So it's like, people use that to their advantage. Them dumb niggers can't read, so they don't know what the fuck is going on. Because remember, if you taught a slave to read, they would kill you and that slave you taught to read. They didn't want, it's like, hi, they don't want you to read because then you'd figure shit out. It's like one, because one is pretty shitty that a year and a half after it was declared that black people are no longer slaves, you didn't tell them because you still wanted them. Black people became shiftless and lazy when they stopped being property. Yep. It's like, child. Yeah, I'm so that's the thing. Azalea be saying some problematic shit. Don't get me wrong. But when she gets someone together correctly, she gets them together. And she <laughs> always does. I'm like, girl, it's like, yeah. And the fact that you're like, I'd rather celebrate 4th of July. Hey, hi, black woman. You would still be a slave. What the fuck are you talking about? Oh, what are you girl. talking about? July 4th, 1776, we were still slaves. Almost 100 years after that, are we free? Girl, that's why she a goddamn goofy. It's like, please leave me alone with your struggle plates. Please j- just leave us the hell alone. Just just please. So last story, and I saved this for last because Stephen is a father. So at first it was saying the parents were doing this. This was not a parent. This was someone's, this boy's older sister and brother, which probably would be different. It should mean something different. But a young man by the name of Tyler, his sister went on IG Live where they had like cut into the front of his head And then on the side of it, wrote the word gay. Then you saw either the brother or the father. See, that's the thing. They're saying not the parents. This is like, because that little boy hopped on Facebook Live. I'm sorry, IG Live to say his sister did not. My sister did not abuse me. Hold on. I want you to hear this. Hold on one second. Hold on. The, okay. Let me see. Do, 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 do. Hold on. Thank you. Okay. So the the first person to bring this up was somebody by the name my life as underscore Marco, where this little boy was basically got the word carved inside of his head. 
And I thought it was his father, but it may have been his older brother who literally was like, this is what happens when you do that gay shit. And he started hitting him. And then the boy, then he pushed the boy back. The boy landed in the chair and he hit him again. Wow. And it's like, this is a child. He is a child. What the fuck is wrong with all of you? So then this boy got up on He's saying his sister did not abuse him, which baby, she did. So apparently someone did call the police because this happened in Atlanta. Um, someone did call the police. And so ask about underscore Bree is her IG page. And she put up a picture where she's putting up a middle finger to the police and said, LMAO, no arrest, ho. All that for what? Fuck all y'all. Y'all, yeah, bitch. What y'all thought y'all was doing. I get the last laugh, bitches. Dismissed. This is him. So this is what the sister said. I'm tired of keeping my silence. I'm going to start off by saying, yes, I blame myself for going live with him and laughing. It was all a joke at first, 100 both of my little brothers, including Tyler, was being disrespectful to my mom. So, yes, my older brother punished both of them by cutting their hair. My old, my other brother was mad and embarrassed, but Tyler didn't care. He loved the attention that he was getting, as you can see in the beginning of the live. So he, we was letting him get attention on live. But by that time, my big brother wasn't in the car when Tyler was saying gay shit. But he heard Tyler say, I'm gay as fuck. So my brother was mad that he was saying all that gay shit on live. No, we do not condone him being gay. And we, and no, we don't have a problem with gay people. <laughs> I'll say this again. No, we don't, we do not condone him being dead, being gay. And no, we don't have a problem with gay people. So therefore mind your business. Thank you. Now have a nice day. Spread that. Um, so if you say you don't condone something, that means you don't like something. Like you dummy bitch. I'm so it was like he uh, okay, so here is the video of Tyler talking. Let's see. Can you hear it? Like my brother. Yeah, I can hear it. Okay. They was just showing me like I said, yeah, I'm good. They was just showing me like you need to stop doing that. But you know, um, like my brother and them, they didn't abuse me. They was just showing me like I said, yeah, I'm good. They was just showing me like you need to stop doing it. So they coached that little boy to get up on camera and say, no, I'm not being abused. So yeah, that's, that's... one, <sighs> what in the entire fuck are y'all doing? I need to understand. Actually, I don't need to understand. Um, so of course, no. so of course, as rightfully show, as they should, every LGBTQ plus person and anybody who loves or cares about anybody LGBTQ plus got their ass up on the internet and said, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? You, you're like, why would you do that to a child? He is a child. And also, it's like, whoa, he disrespected my mama. It's like, so hi. I don't like y'all doing those videos 
to um to embarrass your children either. I'm like, I'm sorry. Why are you why are you doing this for the internet? Why are you doing this? What y'all did to that boy? Is like, right. It's like I'm a good parent. I'm like you a good parent by embarrassing your child on the internet. You're actually carving gay into this boy's head. Basically telling him, it's like, no, we don't do this gay shit. It's like, okay, so there's a bigger problem. Because yeah, it's a lot bigger problem. That's a bigger problem that one, you don't love your, ch- like one, you would do that to your child because that man was putting his hands on a child. I don't care if it was his brother, his cousin, or his father. What the fuck are y'all doing? Why would you do that to a child? He is a child. Because He's always been... And it's like and the bad part of them. Right. And the thing about it is, it's just like, y'all don't think this is a problem. Y'all don't think this is a problem. You, It's like, you don't love your children enough. This is why they hate Dwayne Wade. Because he actually un- unconditionally love. Everybody said, I, I do. Under- I love my child. Unconditional. I'm like, you don't. Because let them do something that you don't like and you're going to beat their ass on camera or torture them <laughs> off camera. It's like, what the hell is wrong with y'all? It's like, I don't, why would you do this for this to this kid? He is a child. And also that means your house is not a safe space for him, period. He is not no. safe with y'all. And the thing about it is y'all want to beat into his head that being gay is something's wrong with him and there's nothing wrong with him. And the bad part about it is, if he gets it from out, if he getting it from y'all in the house, what the fuck is he getting outside the house? Yeah, and it's like kids listen to, you know, I hate to say it like this, but kids listen to the outside before the inside. Trust me. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, why would you do this to this kid? And it's like that means he ain't like his home should be a safe spot. According to that video, it's not. That boy is safe nowhere. That is a horrible, horrible realization that that baby is not safe anywhere. It's yeah, like, and, it's, and that's and so gross. And they don't know. And it's, like, and it's like they were probably taught that, mm-hmm. and they were also probably taught that. Um, if so, if you're gay, something's wrong. To beat it out of them. No, that's not no, how that works. You don't do that. At no, all. you just. And you know, having no, you well, it's you can't condone anybody else's things, but all you can do is pray for the world, pretty much. Yeah, and it's like. So apparently someone did call the police, which thank goodness they did. But y'all think it's a joke. Like, look, he was disrespecting my mama. Okay, why are you why are you carving gay into this boy's head? Basically telling them something. What does the mama say about this? Though? That's the thing. It's like it's because it's still coming out. A lot of people haven't talked. I think wherever his mama is, he ain't saying she ain't saying shit. Because they're like, well, he disrespected me. So I'm like, the fuck do you mean? So yeah, and it's like. Oh, that's that's just terrible. Oh wait, it's okay. Terrible. So it's like what's his name? Reese G. That so Reese G. Um, 
is who is one of the producers from Chasing um, Reality. He's the executive producer of Chasing Dallas. Is a show on YouTube. So mm-hmm. let me see if it'll let me play it. Because I think this was the longer video. I think it's just a short video. Because my God. So that's the thing. Because they put up that it was his mother. But the sister is the one saying that she put it up. And y'all, I'm not playing the audio for that. Because I swear, I was like, I wanted to beat his ass. How you got all those adults and y'all are literally beating on this child? Yeah. That's why y'all don't like Dwayne Wade because y'all were like, oh no, I would do something. I'm like, that's because you don't love your children. That's what that's what happens when you look at your children as property and not your children. It's like that. That is just so sad. So, Reese G, um, he posted on his Instagram. Okay, so here's the thing: with him being young, we most definitely need to continue to protect our LGBT youth. However, we need to realize this is an issue that has been constant for Black cisgender men of LGBT experience. The Black community will always shame us and then make the ro- make the wrong they have done right for the sake of Black social heritage. Basically, the keep out, keep out business at home syndrome. Tyler, baby, they wrong. I will still be for my brothers young and old, but wrong be the loved ones who shame LGBT men of color in any way. Heavy is the cross we bear when out when our strength is taken from us for living in our truth and how power and how power crown when where for the sake of liberation to be who when we have been born to be period this is not okay nor matter if they are your brothers or sisters why because blood keeps us alive but love will help us grow justice for ta- for tyler but hashtag empower for tyler is more important that's a i like that Blood keeps like us alive, too. but love will help us grow. That's true. That's pretty. And you know what? But and you know what? A lot of people you were saying that love their child, but wait until they do something wrong and see how good. Yeah, because it's co- it's conditional. Child. And yeah, so um. Even like for me, it was when I found out about Christopher's autism and like a lot of parents, it was like, oh, I don't know if I can deal with all of that. That's a lot. That's a lot. And it's like, wait, that's your child. It doesn't stop being your child. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you know, you just figure things out. And you work with your child. And when you talk to your child, so they know you're comfortable with them. Right. With anything that happens, it's your child. And and, and I hate, and and it's bad because there's no right or wrong uh, manual for being a parent. Because you could say this is wrong, you should say that is wrong, you should say this is right, this is right. It's not. It's about what makes you happy. And it's staying in your lane, basically. Pretty much. It's like I, not, I mean, that's what I think. The thing about it, and you know what's sad? They would have done this without going what? on IG Live. That's the sad part. They would have done this did without it before the- they did it. Correct. So it's like it's, it's like we can see this, which I we don't want to see it, but it's like now you can't unsee it because this is a child. 
And then because this is what happens when for a lot of black folks who treat LGBTQ plus shit like white shit. I'm like, so hi, why are you not standing up for black LGBTQ plus people? They're black people. What are we doing? <laughs> like, why are you not standing exactly. up for black women? They are black. Why are you doing this? It, it's kind of like if you are not a black man, a straight black man, it's like you put them other identities before your blackness. Both all of my identities are on the same line and they walk together. All of them at the same time. It's like I'm not putting my blackness before anything and I'm not putting my woman. They're standing side by side. I'm a black woman. That carries a lot more weight. It does. It's just like, what are y'all doing? I'm like, you are damaging this poor boy. Because one, we're only seeing a snippet. Apparently he went live on this girl. He's with them 24 seven. 24 hours and seven days a week of somebody who literally said, you're like, and if they made it seem like he was just trying to get attention by saying I'm gay as fuck. And it's like, and even if he was trying to get your attention, are you paying attention? Are you paying attention? Because you might want to start. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, I don't understand. Like, why are y'all damaging y'all children? Why are y'all damaging y'all kids for no apparent reason other than being a piece of shit? But then want to talk to people about parenting. This is why when Boosie was saying stuff about um, Dwayne Wade, I was like, why are y'all listening to a man who literally paid a sex worker to fuck his son? Why are y'all listening to a man like that? This is why y'all like y'all can say, um, fuck little mama forever until she says something transphobic. Then it's like, she's our queen. I'm like, how very interesting. How very, <laughs> very interesting. And don't even get me started on Angela Stanton. Don't even get me started. Yeah. Yeah. She's the, she's literally the worst person. It's like, baby, you old enough to go fuck fuck Angela. He don't call me mama. You don't respect her pronouns. So I was like, is bitch better? Let me know. Let me know. Because it's like, God. but I'm praying for that baby. And I'm praying for everybody who was triggered by seeing that video. Because that's the other part of that. Where people are like triggered when they see that. They're like, that happened to me when I was younger. May not have been my family. It could have been from a friend or a friend told me that happened. That video probably triggered a lot of people. It oh. angered a lot of people. And I like I'm praying for them because it's yeah. like you're gonna have to unplug because then you gotta watch people be head asses about this. Oh. Well, I mean, there's no well, I mean, he's your it's like there's no way in hell a parent like somebody could put their hands on my kid and put exactly. it on the internet. There's no fucking way. I'm like, he's a child. What the fuck are you doing? It's like, and the thing about it is for them to say, he was being disrespectful to my mother. I'm like, that video is not showing that any of that had any to do with it. You're trying to cover it up. It's like, oh, well, he was disrespectful to my mother. So why didn't that come up? Because it seemed like you only had an issue with him being gay. That was your Mm -hmm. issue. You don't give a fuck about your mama. Please spare us. Yeah, they just say that so they can condone that type of actions, and it's not, and it's not right. Correct. So it's like that is just whack. And hashtag 
empower Tyler, hashtag justice for Tyler. And that's pretty much it. Um, One last thing. So Michael Costello coming out about Chrissy Teigen is about to be mud duck because now there are people coming out going, yeah, I, I, that's cute and all, Michael, <clears throat> but you did call me an N-word. <laughs> and they were trying to say, oh, no, she's lying. I'm like, um, is she, though? So Michael Costello, after, because Chrissy Teigen, we talked about, I talked about Chrissy Teigen before. Um, and then, well, actually, no, I think this happened. Yeah, I talked about Chrissy Teigen. I started her apology. I stopped it because I'm like, I, girl, uh-uh. Then all of a sudden, Michael Costello came out um, and said that she, like, um, he came out with his own thing saying that she came up against him. She came out against him. He, um, like, like, because of what happened, because Apparently, sorry, I was listening. I was like, oh, well, I was listening to what Christopher was doing. Like, what he doing? Um, <laughs> so a few years ago, Michael Costello got in some hot water because it was reported that he called someone the N-word. Um, and I'm saying the N-word, like I can't say it, which is hilarious when I think about it. Um, and said that she had bullied him on, on the brink, almost on the brink of committing suicide. Um, now we'll say this I'm like Chrissy why are you focusing on Michael Costello let me know when you are going to him apologize to Quivenjene Wallace let me know when that apology is happening because we ain't seen shit yet anywho Michael Costello went on his Instagram and said I didn't want to talk about this um, because this is what happened it was like okay then people started coming out saying so hi Michael Costello was lying. He did call me a nigger. It's like, oh Lord, have mercy. So, okay. So we have the update because now John Legend is in in this, which Lord have mercy. (laughs) So Michael Costello put out this statement and then he had put up like screenshots of DMs, but the DMs apparently were fake that he put up where he him and Chrissy talked about it. Um so because John Legend has been somewhat quiet about this as he should be because I'm like sir please don't please please stop please stop talking. Um John Legend said that he made up um those tweets Leona Lewis has come out. Real Housewives of Atlanta has come out. And a designer by the name of Maxie J described not only being called a nigger by Michael Costello, but also getting into a fight because apparently Michael Costello allegedly stole one of her designs. Oh, wow. And so his sister said, we didn't sell it. Like, so... But did you steal it or no? It's like, that's what I'm saying. It sounds like you stole it. It sounds like you stole it, sis. I'm like, I don't know. So, Michael Costello put this out today. We're we're recording on June 18th. He did this this afternoon. 
thought about whether I should write this or not, but I have to. If someone were to say anything about my family, I would defend them to the max. I understand where you're coming from at John Legend. I respect and love your music. I even have four of your songs on my playlist. Not that you care, but your wife has hurt good people and done a lot of shady things offline to ruin other people's careers. You may not know that, but she does. So here's the thing. You're not addressing the fact that people are saying that you fucking... You were racist towards them, sir. What the hell does that have to do with anything? It has nothing to do with what you did to people who are like, no, no, he is problematic because they were like, oh, no, those. It was like, huh. Huh, she, yeah, because I tried to read that blog and I just couldn't do it because I'm like, nope, can't do it. Won't do it. Can't stop. Won't stop. Rockefeller Ruckus. Won't do it. Um. We'll go close down the studio again. Right, clearly. Because I'm just sitting here like, Michael Costello is a piece of work. Because people are like, no, no, no. He has done racist shit. And now, here comes Chrissy Teigen's team to say he is fucking lying about those DMs because he said those DMs were fake. So... This is why people are saying that the the pictures that Michael Costello put up, the screenshots of the um, messages are fake. In the images Costello posted, the verified check mark is missing from next to Tiga's name. Verification was introduced to the platform in late 2014, and Tegan was verified by early 2015, which would seemingly suggest a screenshot was taken in 2014. But the messages in the images have purple and blue backgrounds, a design change that, was, that wasn't implemented until February 2020, at which point the at Chrissy Tegan account was verified. The background color and the lack of verification appear to be temporarily inconsistent. There is a video chat icon at the top of the image, but video chat wasn't introduced to Instagram until June 2018. Tegan's profile picture in the images is the same profile picture she had in 2014, according to archived images of Tegan's profile. But Tegan changed her profile picture no later than December 26, according to archived pictures of her account. A screenshot taken after that time would have shown her current profile picture. Why would you have to make this up? Just to say that he, that he, I think he was just trying to say that he didn't say it. So it is, like it's a classic misdirect, basically. Yeah, it's like, no, it's like, see, she did it to me too, y'all. It's like, yeah, I believe Courtney Stodden. I don't believe you, sir. Because it's just like, wait, but <laughs> so. This is the scandal that was in 2014. In 2014, um, do, do, do. Michael Costello, for everybody who didn't know, was on Project One Way. Let me see if I can find out where the part is. This is a lot going on. Like, what the hell? What the hell? Okay, so it all started, and this is from Global Grind. It all started when a young woman named Maxine Jones claimed Michael Costello bought a dress from her boutique on Instagram and then posted on his page as if it was his own design. Um, 
let's see. So then this is what Maxine Jones's caption was. It's so disheartening, I couldn't help but shed a tear. Him as a designer should know firsthand how heartbreaking it is for people to take something you work so hard on. It's like, why? Who does that? I mean, we all get inspired from somewhere, but it's completely unfair to take someone's exact design and exact dress at that and claim it as your own. At Michael Costello, you are already a well-known designer. You designer, you design dresses for top celebrities. Why would you do something so low? So once he got wind of this, Costello allegedly responded to her post with the following. You're, you're, Y-O-U-R, just probably a dumb nigger. Def- <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to do that because I'm like, y'all, it's the difference, okay? I got to say it. You're, you're just probably a dumb nigger defending her. I am royalty, bitch. I dressed Beyonce. Who are they going to believe? Shortly thereafter, the Beehive took to Twitter and Facebook asking for Beyonce and her stylist, Ty Hunter, Stop supporting the designer, which prompted Stephanie Costello, Michael's co-designer, to speak out on her account. There has been a recent accusation that M.T. Costello posted a picture on our Instagram account of a dress that was purchased from another designer. The image was later reposted by the same designer, included a caption stating we had bought the dress and were attempting to rebrand it as our own. As the co-designer of M.T. Costello, I feel it is important to address this matter and provide an explanation to all affected by the issue. I, Stephanie Costello, purchased the garment in question due to the apparent similarities between it and a gown that Michael Costello and I designed that was posted on social media over a year ago. Regretfully, my emotions became involved when the dress arrived and driven by frustration, proceeded to photograph the dress on a model in our showroom as a sarcastic and inappropriate attempt to expose the designer's garment as a forced duplication of our own. I did not nor ever intended to sell the item as an MT Costello product as a business as a business, we take duplicated work very seriously as it affects our ability to support employees, interns, and families. Michael and I work diligently on our gowns, adding signature cuts and silhouettes unique to the MT Costello brand. As designers, we grow attached to our creations, and I reacted emotionally before considering the effect it would have on the public and the brand. I realized that my attempt to expose the designer and the garment was extremely unprofessional, and for that, I apologize. As for understanding and forgiveness for my emotionally driven reaction, I've learned a valuable lesson from this experience and fully intend to address similar situations in the future more professionally. Sincerely, Stephanie Costello. Um. And about and so this is what Michael said on Tumblr. Wow, take me back. And about that racist comment, according to a statement made by Michael on his Tumblr on October 11th, it was photoshopped possibly by a disgruntled intern who is currently being investigated. The hurtful screenshot circulating is fake and does not represent my views on society, nor do I condone the use of such a terrible term. It deeply saddens me that an individual would go to such lengths to and an attempt to demean and misrepresent my character. My designs are centered on accentuating the inherent and natural beauty found in every woman. My career would not be where it is today without the support of individuals from all walks of life. This social media saga occurred two weeks ago and went mostly without... This social media saga occurred two weeks ago and went mostly without notice. That is until Chrissy Teigen chimed in. Um... So, yeah, so this is taking us back. So she wrote this on his Instagram page, Chrissy. So you saying all that racist shit and get that horrible press with people using that hashtag, hashtag Michael Costello to call you out on it. Then you create a contest where you beg people to use the same tag, but in a positive life, covered up by all the negative press. Genius and shady all at once. Start a PR firm. 
Uh, that's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot because people came out. So yeah, he tried to say Leona Lewis was lying. He's saying that Maxie J, that's Maxine James, is lying. Uh, let's see. He did not say anything about Fallon from Real Housewives of Atlanta because she said apparently okay. the way he treated her at 23, she stopped modeling because of how he treated her. So um, here's the thing about this. And I, and I will say this. When it comes to Chrissy Teigen and Michael Costello and this saga, yeah, I'm not doing this with either one of them. Um, they are both trash for how they behaved on social media. Um, yeah, that's it. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not, it's like Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man for me at this point. One of them <laughs> is racist. Um, he'll say that, that, that screenshot was Photoshop. Sure. But Maxie J still says that you called her a nigger. So I don't know what the hell you're talking about. And you like treated Leanna Lewis and you made it a point to come out and try to discredit her. And then we have Chrissy Teigen who had attacked Courtney Stodden and told her basically to kill herself. Um, she has been snappy and problematic on Twitter for years. Sometimes they're f- like she can be funny on Twitter, but it's like she sometimes it's like because you want to be a Twitter comedian, she don't know the line. And coming at so a nine-year-old, yeah. So here's the thing: she co- you don't come at a nine-year-old. You don't know the line because the onion's like, oh, let's pile on, and then they called a nine-year-old little black girl. I see you next Tuesday. She's a nine-year-old little girl. What the fuck is your problem? So it's kind of like these are two people who have done very trash things. Wait, wait, I I I got lost. So what is I, you was going forward? I was going to try to stop you. But what? What is a see you next Tuesday? C U N T. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I was like, is that like a modeling thing? Oh, okay, no. gotcha, gotcha. No, okay. I got you. I got you. Yeah. I got you. So I'm sorry, I was slow on the uptake. So it's fine. It's fine because it's like even though it's like I could say it, I just don't because for obvious reasons I just don't. Um, so I'm looking at this like y'all both have been trash, and now y'all both want pity, and it's very interesting for me to watch because I'm like, you can do what you want, but I- I'm sorry. <laughs> it's it's like like whose side are you on? Um, Quavenjane Wallace. That's whose side I'm really on. I'm on I'm on her side. That's it. And John stepping into this um is not even close to I, I knew I knew he kind of would. Um because John Legend literally said, Man, you made all this up. Stop. Just stop talking. I was like, Ooh. so <laughs> this is this is from Chrissy. <clears throat> no idea what the fuck Michael Costello is doing. He just released a statement where he didn't at all acknowledge how fake the DMs were and now claims to have emails that don't exist. So while he conjures those up, hopefully with someone more talented in fake this time here. So here is her statement. <sighs> Chrissy Teigen was very... Chrissy Teigen very clearly and contritely apologized for insensitive public treats she made around a decade ago. She did not acknowledge nor apologize for sending private messages, directing or encouraging self-harm. Chrissy is completely surprised and disappointed by Michael Costello's recent attack, which includes fictional screenshots from 2014 of supposed private messages that Chrissy did not sing. 
send. In October 2014, she did post a comment on Mr. Costello's Instagram where he was publicly accused of making a racist remark. After he denied the accusation and claimed it was based on a Photoshop comment, Chrissy deleted the comment as was reported at the time. Chrissy has never conspired with anyone to harm his career. The styles he also attacked in his recent comments was not a part of Chrissy's team until 2016 and did nothing to harm Mr. Costello. Until Mr. Costello's recent accusations, Chrissy believed she and Mr. Costello had a cordial relationship as they had friendly online interactions for several years. In one from 2018, he commented on an Instagram story photo and said, her lipstick looks beautiful. Another from 2019 said a photo of food looks amazing. On January 28, 2019, he asked her, are you going to the Grammys? Over the years, Chrissy suggested her stylists connect with Mr. Costello for red carpet events, but ultimately other designers' work was chosen. Recently, more claims of Costello's alleged racist comments and treatment have come to light, but Chrissy has only just now learned of them and until now thought she and Mr. Costello were on positive terms. When the supposed screenshots from 2014 were originally circulated last week, the name on Chrissy's account was misspelled. Several media outlets recognized this and chose not to run it since it was clearly manipulated. This week, the fabricated screenshots were cleaned up with the correct spelling of Chrissy's social media handle. However, they could not actually be from 2014 because they feature elements that were not part of the Instagram app in 2014. A closer look at the alleged 2014 screenshot plainly shows that they feature her old profile photo that was changed in 2016 alongside a video chat function that Instagram did not launch until 2018. In addition, the alleged 2014 screenshots also include a color format, which Instagram launched in 2020. The old profile picture and those new Instagram features could not coexist in the same authentic screenshot. Recent media investigations have confirmed these inconsistencies as well. Chrissy has acknowledged her past behavior and the pain she has caused, but she will not stand by for anyone spreading false accusations to further demean her name and reputation. Chrissy will continue to do the work she needs to do to be the best person she can be. She hopes Michael Costello can do the same. Chrissy has every right to correct the record and defend her name. She is not interested in making Mr. Costello the target of harassment or abuse from anyone claiming to support her. She hopes this can be time of honest reflection and healing. You know what? Where is the apology for Covington Wallace? I'm sorry. I am still that petty. I really am. Yeah. He hasn't said anything about that yet, have they? I don't think so. And the thing about it is, it's like, what if she... So then she also posted up screenshots from Michael Costello where he DM'd, he responded to her IG stories. So, yeah. So when she was talking about her statement, it's those were DMs that he sent her on Instagram. So how are you coming here to say you made my life a living hell in 2014? As, and then used it to f- like fake comments. It was like, sir, you did this. You and your sister were nasty and catty. And you're saying mm-hmm. that tweet or like whatever DM was photoshopped. It's like, okay, but that necessarily doesn't mean that you didn't do it. Especially when Maxie J has not changed her story. Like, no. Um, and also now Chrissy is um, threatening legal action as she should. Yep, so, but I also right as but for the most part, I'm like, yeah, it's like when it comes to trash people, it's Spider Man pointing at Spider Man for me. I'm gonna say alleged trash people again, <laughs> Spider Man going at Spider Man, yeah, I'm Spider Man, no, it's I'm like, Spider-Man. right? It's like, yeah, I'm gonna just hear, I'm like, uh, this is, I'm gonna I'm wrap as um, Les would say, we're gonna wrap this in a bubble of alleged, yeah, that's, that's it. good. Yeah, so it's like it's alleged. It's like, girl, whatever you want to say. Um, but uh, 
Yeah. Good luck. Good luck to everybody. John Legend, please don't say nothing else. You've been so good. You've been so quiet. You can stay quiet, baby. I swear. Please, please stay quiet. But I don't know what I would do if this was my wife. But here's the thing. Christy say a whole bunch of wild shit and then go, let me get off the internet. Girl, please, we would love for you to get the fuck off the internet. <laughs> Miss, I got to go take a break two weeks later. I'm back, y'all. I'm like, we, we, can't, <laughs> extend, we can't extend your hiatus because, my God, we would love to. You sure you don't want to extend your hiatus to literally leaving us the fuck alone? No. All right. (laughs) Oh, oh, all right. All right. Great. Great. We're just going to keep talking, aren't we? Oh, great. Mm -hmm. Oh, great. But yeah, I think we're doing this. This is what we're doing. We're doing it. We're doing it. Okay. But uh, I just threw that in. I wasn't on the dock of y'all, I swear. Um, But yeah, that's. I think we got a show. Um, Steven, thank you for doing this. As always, I love when you're here because literally everyone's like, when's Steven coming back? When your brother coming back? <laughs> I'm like, oh no, you know he come through. He got his like bi- biannual. You know, he comes in around Father's Day and he also comes midway point for the NFL. So, you know, he'll be back. Uh-huh. Always. Yep. So it's like, he'll be back. I always appreciate when you're here. Um, Cause that means I get to hear my um, nephew and I always get to crack up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause he's funny. Um, so I want to say this here and I'm going to put another thing on um, the social meds, but I will tell you guys, this will be um, after this episode, I will be taking a hiatus um, because the pandemic has been hard and my mental health has hit a wall and I need to take a break to decompress. So I will be back in July. But yeah, I just want to let everybody know that they're like, Hey, where you been? It's like, I need to take, I need to do a little mental reset for a little bit, but I will be back hopefully with um, some really cool folks so I can get back to having fun. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I really appreciate everybody who listens, everybody who, um, gives ratings and reviews, um, everyone who has bought me a coffee or will buy me a coffee. Um, Mocha Minutes is on buy me a coffee, so buymeacoffee.com slash Mocha Minutes. And hopefully by fall 2021, Mocha Minutes will be on Patreon. So I'm, I'm, I'm putting my flag in the sand. I'm planting my flag. I'm saying in the fall. But I got to be mentally healthy to get to that. So I need to take a little bit of a break. Um, Yeah. So, guys, this has been the Mocha Minutes podcast. And I will be back soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Me, because I'm trying to buy some shit from an establishment that you work at and go about my day. Mm-mm. I'm writing your manager, your manager's man. This video has prompted debates about providing good customer service versus being a good customer. And I need y'all to know that those two things are not mutually exclusive. Two facts can be true at one time. Yes, if you work in the customer service industry, you should expect to have to provide customer service. We get that. But that doesn't negate the fact that some of y'all are horrible customers. 
Oftentimes, that cashier at Macy's has dealt with 10 rude people before they got to you. Human beings are not robots. It can be hard to flip the switch between upset and nice when your switch has been broken by entitled assholes. Should they be mean to you because of that? No, but it is what it is. Encourage people to be good customers as much as y'all encourage people to do their jobs. And y'all, nine times out of 10, corporate ain't gonna do shit. I'm sorry to break it to you. They know they don't pay them people enough to be too nitpicky. McDonald's girl is not gonna be fired, I'm sorry.